So today I'm joined by former Tranmere, Macclesfield and Wrexham footballer, Jack McGriff. How's it going, mate? You okay? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad at all. How are you? Yeah, I'm all good. I'm all good, thank you. Thanks for joining me. Uh, talk to me. How's life at the minute? Um, yeah, busy. Um, it's a diff different life to a football, football life. The uh, mid-afternoon nap. And um, finishing at two o'clock is um, out the window now. Um, enjoy, enjoying it. It's a different challenge. I've got new things on my plate. I've got family. Um, I'm at home more. But as I said, the, the hours that we're working at the moment are, 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 are long. But as I said, I'm we're currently on a call now. I'm, my phone rang twice and it's, it's our seven. But it comes with part and parcel. I, I, I enjoy it, mate. But yeah, it's, it's all good. Good stuff. Sounds like you're really busy. Uh, talk to me. So, what keeps you busy nowadays? What are you up to? So, the, the majority of my job, to be honest with you, now is um, well, obviously we're an accountancy and finance company, helping players sort with the tax affairs. We're helping players plan for life after playing, and I talk massively about educating players. I think. I didn't get educated as a player on certain aspects of finance, and it's one of the things I talk about a lot. Um, We've got a good team now, so it's one of the the sorts of things that I've been able to do is bring a good team. We've got a good team of accountants, and one of the main things that I'm I'm looking to do is just build new relationships with agents, players, managers. Um, so that that was an agent then. Um, I want to make sure that we're almost representing all. If we can build relationship with football agents, we can then establish a um, relationship with their players. But it, it it's mainly just. Taking a lot of phone calls, to honestly. Yeah, I've pretty much got my phone sellotaped to the side of my face the majority of the day. <laughs> <laughs> and what's the name of the, the accountancy firm? So we're called Kaizen Sports. So um, I don't know if you've come across Kaizen. There is a story behind it if you'd like to hear it. I, I know it, but I'd like to uh, obviously show <laughs> everyone else. So, so it, it's a little bit deeper than what perhaps it, it comes across. So it, it's Kaizen. So Kaizen means, is it, well, what's your interpretation of it? Um, you put me on the spot. I did remember I watched a video that you put out probably earlier this year, and there's a meaning behind it. I can't exactly small, small improvements every day, small improvements every day. Um, it's spelled with a Y because when you Google Kaizen, we see the Chinese word and Joey Barton comes up. But Kaizen, I, I didn't live my life by us per se, but mm. one of my um, well, my best friend, um, James Yu, his name is, he's a business owner in Wicker Wing, so I'll give him a little shout out. Nice. <laughs> I don't know if you're speaking to him actually. Um, <laughs> he, we, we grew up together, so we live next door. Um, went to the same school together. I was obviously he was the best uh, man at my wedding, and he just used to say the same thing to me pretty much at the end of every call, every call mm. Kaizen, whether it was a good day, bad day. He used to just say Kaizen, and it just means small improvements every day. You're gonna enjoy the journey. They were his words, Kaizen, enjoy the journey. And when we were coming up with a name, um, we went down a couple of things, and Kaizen actually meant something to me, and I think he was quite touched when um, when I decided to call it that. But that that's where it comes from, and I always say as part of the business when we're dealing with staff, just small improvements every day, one percent, one percent, and. I think it's also just set a tone in the office, just keep improving, keep improving, put one foot in front of the other. And as I said, you have bad days, you have good days. You just yeah. keep putting one foot in front of the other. You can take it a long way. I see. And that's a great uh, message, to be honest. 
um, yeah, really, really kind of inspiring. Talk to me. So obviously, you used to be a professional footballer, played at a good level as well. How was yeah. your transition from playing football at a professional level into kind of the working world? Um, I struggled to start with. Um, it was mentally hard because I think I'm quite. I think most players will agree, and I think I'm open in saying it. I didn't want to do this. I wanted to be a professional footballer, and my my career was well cut quite short in terms. Of, I probably finished at thirty one. Um, I haven't officially hung the boots up yet. So uh-huh. if there is anyone looking out there, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I found it hard. I had to speak to people, speak to friends, speak to family. Um, I, as I said, it was. It, in a normal career, you, you go into that career because it's what you want to do and you haven't got a sell-by date, you haven't got a, a, such a small career span. Football, it's different. You, you live and breathe it your whole life and all of a sudden it's taken away from you. Um, in fact, it happened really, really quickly. Um, and a lot of the skills that I've sort of taken from football have been transferable into the the, the work environment. But... Um, now that I've got my head around it and I've got to drive for this and the same passion that I've got, what I had for my football career, I, I, I love it. I'm at it all hours of the day. Um, I live and breathe everything I'm doing. But as I said to start, it was really, really, really difficult. Mm. Sounds great. I mean, obviously, we'll touch on the business a bit later on. And obviously, you've started your own business, which is another task in itself anyway. Um, yeah. Function kind of the help that you got. So talk to me about the help. Who, who did the help come from? Um, a couple of people. So family, mum, dad, brother, wife, mm. wife has been massive in it. She's seen, obviously. She she followed me from my full career when I moved to Grimsby, when I moved away from her and family. Um, they could see that it was hurting me. Um, not only to sort of, when I, when I dropped down to, to some non-league football, um, part-time football, there was a point when I recognised that I had to make a decision in terms yeah. of what was the best thing for my life and my, my, my little girl's life, uh, her life. And I, as I said, when I first went to the non-league football, I struggled with it. I then struggled to, I still had a desire to go and play, get back into the football league. Oh. Uh, it was sort of around COVID time and some bad decisions led to me playing at a lower level than I expected to at an early stage of my career. But I always think things happen for a reason. Things mm-hmm. always do happen for a reason. Um, met some good people. Um, the, the, the teammates I had during that time, so the, the one person that I'll probably say was Mark Roberts, and we've ever played with him, we'll come across him. Stevenage yeah. captain, Fleetwood captain, he was our skip at the time. He was yeah. perhaps going through a similar thing. And we sort of gelled up from that, and he's gone on to have his own business now. And we sat next to each other on a lot of coach journeys, and I was quite comfortable explaining to him that yeah, I was struggling with the transition. Um, as I said, and then the, the, we touched on the PFA before, obviously coming onto the call. I I went and spoke to it wasn't when I spoke to a um I can't even remember where it was. They put me in touch with someone who you can sort of just express some of your feelings. Sometimes your family uh, and friends are biased. Yeah, my dad wanted yeah. me to play football as long as possible, but mm. just sort of getting things off off my chest. And he made it's made made some clarity of the situation. Um, mm. and as I said, I think I always had a drive in me anyway, even when I was playing, that I was going to make a success of myself. Even if what if it wasn't through football, I'm glad that it sort of my business relates to football. But if you, I'd like to think if you were to ask any of my my, uh, my ex teammates to say that I was a, a, a 
pro, a good pro. I was hungry. My work rate was at second to none. Whether yeah. they think I was intelligent enough to create an accountancy business might be <laughs> something slightly different. But, <laughs> uh, but everybody, do you know what? The football industry is a small industry and ultimately I think um, it, it, it's a good community and it's a good group of people and everyone genuinely wants you to do well. So, um, But mainly my fa family, friends, ex-teammates, current teammates and the PFA had a fair bit to play in it as well. Mm. You mentioned earlier about kind of transferable skills that you've got, that you've taken from mm -hmm. your own personal kind of makeup and also from being a professional footballer into what you're doing now. So talk to me about those transferable skills that you've got. Um, well, obviously, there's an obvious one, um, teamwork. Um, I've always worked at football as obviously a team sport. Um, yeah. I think I'd like to think that um, a lot of my staff don't see me as like the owner if you like it's almost part one of the part of the team i'm pulling in the same direction as you i'm going to be working as hard as you and my, as i said i think that's a, a massive thing i'd like to have learned leadership qualities i said mark roberts is one of my biggest um well, probably the best captain I've worked with. I've worked with a lot of captains. Craig Disley, Grimsby was amazing. Um, Paul Turnbull, John Welsh at Tranmere. Leadership skills, but Mark, I still lean upon him, whether it is football, whether it's outside of football, leadership. Um, learned a lot from that. But one of the main things is I, I always have this, not my, my, if, perhaps if you haven't played football, it might be hard to understand, but to have a football career, you've, it's almost cliche, but you've got to... You've got to have a, you've got to have an ability to sort of grab the game by the scruff of the neck and not let yourself get too down. You're going to have ups and downs in your career. You're going to play well. You're going to have injuries. You're going to get released. Have managers don't like you, and you've just got to have almost like a resilience to say, well, no, that's not going to dictate where I end up. And I did have that in my career. I had tough times. I had good times, bad times, and the part of this journey of Kaizen has been exactly that. And I've just had almost like a resilience to just said it earlier, put one foot in front of the other. Um, and I don't, I don't, I'm looking for a word without almost um, speaking out of term. But I think you know what I'm trying to get. You've got yeah, to have a, I don't know what the word is, but you, you you've got <laughs> to have like a confidence and you to to have a. Football career, you've got to have the confidence to put yourself out there yeah. in front of 30, 40,000 fans, go and get the ball, the desire yeah. to do well. And I've had to put myself out there and out of my comfort zone. And yeah. as I said, I think I've learned mainly them three things Le teamwork, leadership, um, a resilience just to keep getting moving forward, and then a confidence to put yourself in a an, an uncomfortable position. And I think it's now starting to pay dividends for me. 100%. Talk to me about kind of your thoughts on retirement then. So from an athlete's perspective, especially when I was kind of coming through the youth ranks and maybe making it into uh, reserves, I'm slightly older than you. Um, retirement was always seen as a bit of a negative. It always carried a bit of a negative connotation with it. Never really wanted to think about it. You're 18, 19, 20, or even like mid-20s. And it always seemed like a, a long time away. Something that you didn't really want to consider moving forward. Do you think yeah. it's changed in a way? Do you think retirement needs to be approached in a different way from a, let's say, a footballer's perspective? Um, to a question. I've never thought about it, whether it needs to be changed from my perspective. Um, as you just said, I can remember players saying to me, um, your career goes quick, enjoy it. 
And so that would be the first thing. And it, it goes so quick. I remember making me debut for Tram, it goes so quickly. Um, there's almost like an elephant in the room and a changing rooms. I think everybody's worried about it. Mm. Everybody's worried about it. What am I going to do next? Where's my income going to come from? I've got no no qualifications, but a footballer is like a unique person. So you, that's probably what needs to change. If footballers can put them, and it's part of my business now. I mentioned to you before, I called a player in today, and I was talking to about his position. He's a young man playing for Leven, it is. Um, the group of people that, as I said, footballers does bring the characteristics of resilience, team teamwork, leaders. If these players are, can get qualifications and plan for life after playing, it's almost deemed like a, a negative from a club's perspective for a player to be planning for alongside the career. And it's almost like, no, you should have your full attention on, on football. I talk quite a bit about when I, when I was at Warrington towards the end of my career, when I had a bit of security, and almost relaxed. I probably played some of the best football that I've played because yeah. it was almost I was playing for fun. I was playing for enjoyment. I was playing for the love of the game. There wasn't a, a contract getting hung sort of mm. at the end of the year for me. Um, employers or business opportunities like myself. I I want to employ footballers. And I, I, if there's anyone football that listens to this in the in the northwest area or the Liverpool area, Manchester area, I want to employ because it it's they're a different breed of people. Um, not everybody, but I just think that I think one thing I'd say would change is footballers can be a positive place in a workplace. They're intelligent, hardworking people, and perhaps at a young age, 18, 19, I do, as I said, it's part of my business structure. I want to help educate players. We can educate players 18, 19. Um, when they come towards their, their end of the career, they've got a plan in place that'd be useful in, in any industry. Yes, 100%. Does that, does that sort of answer your question? Yeah, more than enough. Uh, again, you've touched on so many things that I've kind of spoken about in, in previous conversations with other people as well in, in the podcast and kind of outside of it as well uh, and that would be what you're saying is a massive help to, to anyone that's kind of listening out there um obviously you run your own business now that's like a, to me that's massive inspiration um so congrats Thank for you. doing that and it seems like you're doing really really well i see your posts and they're really engaging it seems like all your staff members are fully on board with kind of your project moving forward and everyone seems like they're really happy uh, and and a happy workplace is something that kind of everyone strives for to, to a certain degree. What's it like? What's your typical day like running your business? Uh, it'd be interesting if you got some of the staff to come and talk to you. Um, <laughs> I'm picky with people. Well, I'm picky with who I recruit. I, I would like more ex-footballers. So I, I interviewed an ex-footballer not long ago and I haven't told him his, his outcome yet, but I'm hoping he's going to start with us. So. <laughs> um, I, I trust the current group of staff. I trust with my life, and I, I, I hope they do listen to this because I see I, I see them like my kids. So I want to look after them. I want to make sure they're all okay. I see them as part of the Kaiser family, if you like. Um, they're the they're the ones that at this stage now we're going to build this business. I, I'm I'm not going to do it on my own. Um, there's other directors here, but again, they're the they're the the working cogs of this business. They're the the bread and butter of this business, and. They, they know that I trust them, but I think that what they do get from me is I care about them, I care about the family life, I care about their work outside, and um, I know how important they are um, to work aside. They're, they're all good people. Um, what does a day-to-day look like working with them? 
they'd probably say I'm possessive over my business. I love it. I, I don't want to miss out on anything. So I want to know every inch, every ins and outs of everything. But I trust them. I just like to know. Um, every morning I have a quick meeting, team meeting with the majority. Of my t- I, have, I have five team leaders. I have a quick meeting with them. Um, see what they've got planned for the week, time of the day. Um, me and the other director tend to have a, a focus for this period. So at the minute we've got a bit of a recruitment drive going on, um, looking for new new members of staff. So we've, we've been in touch with a couple of been in touch with LAPS, been in touch with the PFA. Hopefully looking to find a couple of um, new members of staff. I'm currently working on uh, we do educational workshops with um, so that was me morning this morning team meeting meeting with the director, seeing how the recruitment process was going. I'm now working on um, our educational workshops. We do workshops within football clubs and we'll go in um, and we'll do workshops helping players understand their tax affairs, their tax systems, limited companies, planning for life after after playing, wealth management. Um, So I'm building a relationship with different clubs. Um, We've been booked in this week with Southampton, Everton, um, Bradford, Crewe. Um, So, um, and I think, I think, I think I've been in that year. I've been in that year in terms of being presented to. So I know what, I know the messages need to get across. It needs to be short and snappy, engaging. Um, Everywhere we've been to, we've got raving reviews. Um, Everton are probably the, the one that I'd probably say they book us in every year now. So we're booked in to do something with their sort of younger generation, 16, 17, about to go into the first apprenticeship. They're 18s, who are now full-time scholars. 21s, um, we're working with the women's team. The next step, hopefully, Sean Dice might pick up the, the phone. Um, and that was my day-to-day. Um, tomorrow... I'm not sure to see what sort of comes here, but we're working. I'm working on the project of club visit um, workshops at the moment. Mate, that sounds amazing. Um, like really, really good stuff and really inspiring. Like I said, and I keep saying it. I mean, for me, the workshops they sound great, and it's it seems like the clubs are kind of on board with what you're doing. They seem receptive of your your message and what you're trying to offer those players. And I know that clubs wouldn't just bring you in off the off chance and hope that it's going to be okay. They'd obviously do their research on you and, and, and vet you accordingly. Yeah. They don't just let anyone in. In terms yeah, of no, players, though, sorry, go on. No, I was just saying, you're right. It took, it took a long time. Um, mm. it's, it's mainly come through relationships that I've had to almost... Um, so ex-teammates, um, current yeah. teammates who've almost given me the, the green light to their managers or yeah. player liaison. And it, it's, I've built like a reputation now to the point where... Um, as I said, I can, clubs are ringing me asking, "Can we do this day? Can we do that day?" And I'm with that busy. But as as I've just said, staff are in, in really important to that. So I've now got there's a member of staff I'm told him yet, but he's I'm sort of intending on giving him some. He really enjoys the days. It's a good day for essentially for a non footballer. They're, they're going yeah. into a football club and almost watching a player life and day in the life of a player. So the, the yeah. staff love it. It's one of the perks of working with us. So yeah. one of this member of staff, he's sort of going to take some of the reins on some of the club visits. I can't. Is it ninety two football league? Yeah. Um, I'd struggle to do 92 football league visits in one year, unfortunately. So <laughs> that's the target, yeah. but um, I'm going to have to give some of the reins, I think. Yeah, now I, I can imagine for like your employees, because unless you've been there, for us to go into the training ground now is like very much a much of a muchness. Obviously, things have changed. It's, it's, on, it's our office. Well, well, that's it. So things have changed. Like, obviously, 
the standards and facilities are a lot better than when I was kind of playing yeah. and stuff. But it's still the same environment. Whereas if you if you're not from that background, if I said one of my to one of my mates, "Oh, you're gonna go to Man City training ground," they'd be like, yeah. they it would be like Christmas has come early. Um, well, so yeah, imagine. Well, one of my biggest problems is telling the staff because when I, after making it, so we're going, we're booked into, we've got a, we've got a busy week this next week, actually we've got Carlisle, um, couple of, and a couple of players have had some small problems there and mm. we're booked into Lake Orient. So again, it's a, it's a, we'll fly down to, to, oh, we'll get the train actually to Houston. It's a good day out, good bonding session, good to see the staff, but then after having to announce who's coming, the week before, they're always pretty, really, really nice to me, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> in terms of those workshops then, just sorry to go back, but obviously, like I said, the, the staff and everyone are receptive, but what about the players? What's their kind of uh, thoughts on it? Like, How have they been when you've been doing those workshops? Well, it, it, it is there to educate, but I do a lot of prep before it, so I'll sit with sort of maybe a player liaison um, and go through some of the problems that 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 club have had. But because it's likely that it's because it's likely that we've worked with a couple of players in that club, I'll have recognised and spotted an opportunity. So, for example, if I'm working with Manchester City players, mm. um, there'll be a way that they structure their tax or their PAYE or their agent fees or their contract. Mm. that when we're doing the players work the self-assessment or planning for life after playing yeah something will be highlighted and it will give me the opportunity to almost when i reach out to the club i'll tell them what the problem is that we're experiencing from the player so right. as soon as i start talking the players almost i'll say sir and so how we structure either a 10 20 minute workshop that we then split up and the players are all asked to bring certain things into the, the, the workshop whether it's a payslip their PLMD, their, their contract mm. and i'll bring six seven accountants with me and the players will be in twos and threes and sit with an account i feel like it's more right. engaging for the player but yeah. i'll see things that i know is happening to these players so it engages them immediately and know that talking about so for example one of the rules is the player has to pay tax on agent fees or has to pay tax on accommodation players not are not always aware of that so when i say something they'll straight away i'll do it on purpose so to say well it'll engage them straight away the other thing is the way we structure as i said we're not talking for two three hours it's up for 10 15 minutes really narrowing on something and split off into groups and i think the players actually respond better to that and then lastly um you've got to be able to take a little bit of stick when you sit at the front there's some ex-teammates there's some current teammates as soon as they've sort of recognized that i can um, cope with that and i've been yeah. in their environment and by the way i'm an ex-player and i've been in your shoes it means straight away that they're sort of engaging with you, you're on level ground. I think it just responds better than our other directors, they're qualified accountants and good accountants, but I think they perhaps respond better to me because I can relate to their situation. Yeah, there's naturally that common ground there. Before you've even spoken, you're an ex-player, they're current players, and you've been in their shoes. So straight away, there's a Oof. common ground, natural relationship straight away. Footballers um, is a very nice. Uh, it's a very tight knit industry. Mm. Um, you, you, once you've been, you, once you've been in a changing room, it's almost like you expect accepted into the industry. It's not easy to just sort of walk into a, a football environment to be accepted by the full squad. Naturally, yeah. when I walk into a football club, there'll be somebody or someone I'll know who will. As soon as the players sort of be speaking and saying hello to me, it almost gives you like a 
right, okay, he, he's one of us almost. Um, yeah. But I think I speak about it passion as well, Danny. I, I think you can see that. I actually had a tax position, tax problem when I was playing. Um, the other director and the staff that come along actually say to you, when you just speak openly, forget the way, you're almost going your own tangent and speak openly about the workshop. You almost speak with compassion and um, empathy about this, and I think that's something that probably the players take on board and recognise. And I'm, I'm, I'm passionate about it, so therefore I think they, they respond well to that. Definitely, and I love the way you said you you almost identify their pain points before you've either like stepped foot in the training ground. So straight away you put in those nuggets out there, and they realise, oh, actually, this guy's taking his time to do his research on our issues, so to speak. Well. Yeah, because I think um, it's intelligent. It's clever how we do it. We don't just go in and talk at the players. We, we I ask, I, I ask certain questions, and I'll sort of prod at things that will sort of flick a switch in the players' head to go. Oh, actually, that that's happening to me. Um, I'm actually, I'm actually getting them to figure out that the potential is a problem, or they need to listen without actually telling them they need to listen. Um, we, I've been, as I said, I've got Carlisle on Thursday, so I've been spending a lot of time on sort of the workshop today, um, this week, and today just to make sure that it's fully rehearsed. We know exactly what's going on. And as I said, the other thing is that when we go into these work clubs, we we work in a lot of places in the country. I, I I like to be able to um, actually there's client current clients at the club. And mm. it's nice to actually be able to sort of I know, put a name to a face, speak to the player, get yeah. a better personal relationship. I think that's really important. I go and watch a lot of football down here, go to a lot of games. My wife asks, you don't play anymore, why are you still going to football games? <laughs> I just said, yeah, if I can sit with a player and go, and I'll watch the Wigan game at the weekend, I thought you were unlucky and you did this well. Straight away, you can see the player's guard come down and it's half yeah. a battle when you're trying to educate someone. If they yeah, trust yeah. you and they've got a good relationship with them and they feel open about asking questions and showing some of their insecurities, it's easier to educate them. And as I said, they put a lot, a lot of effort into making sure normal players inside out. Sounds awesome, mate. Like I said, keep up the good work. Just just one more thing on, on the business. I talk all day about it. Like I said, massive inspiration. But what are your typical ups and downs for, in brief, what are your typical ups and downs for running this business? Oh, good question. What are the ups and downs? So what, today or over the last, from the start? Um, From the start, really, yeah. Just like... Bit say, of both. Yeah. Bit of both. Um, so... Like I said, I've had to put myself into the, the, the unknown ground. Employing staff is not something I've ever done before. Employment contracts not something I've done before. Um, appraisals not something a footballer typically does. So I'm learning every day. Um, I'm doing things every day that I've never done before. I can remember when we started um, being 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 working from working from my business partner's mum and dad's spare room, um, to now obviously having a, a an office in Liverpool and with 30, 40 members of staff. So, being almost scared in terms of we're taking on an office costs that are unreliable for me. I'm scared, but um, sometimes making the leap being scared is a good sign. Um, probably the biggest thing up and down has been staff because I spend a lot of time teaching them. I said I'm, I'm picky about who we take on. I don't we don't just take on anyone. Um I'm trying to think of what other ups and downs we've had. Um it, it probably is sort of being scared. You have good days, bad days, good clients, difficult clients, learning how to deal with different people. Um 
the moment part of our difficulty is expand the rate at which we're expanding. Um, I'm yeah. almost I'm almost learning how to deal with this because we've not had this level of um, growth before. So normally we sort of have recruitment drives and it sort of cover the base, but now we're on board and close to 200 footballers a month, um, which uh, you're conscious of service to um, the level of service the players are getting. So at the minute we're having to try to draw back slightly on social media because which is tough because you want to keep growing, but I want to make sure the players, one of the, I had a team meeting this morning and one of the things we talked about is we have monthly and yearly targets for the staff and um, we, I felt like this month because of, we're getting, that sounds silly, but they've they're got an eye on the January deadline and um, I felt like we were rushing to at times and I said to them, no, listen, I'd rather almost have that response on my head to make sure we're getting the right people in then you rush your work and not give the players and the, the well not give the players the education and the time that these they need um so that's one of the things i'm dealing them to deal with is the, the growth of the company at the moment is difficult and as like i said to you before giving responsibility i like to know everything that's going on but as we grow it's just yeah. not not plausible <laughs> no it sounds it sounds great and obviously you mentioned growth a few times there so seems like you're moving in the right direction so hopefully that continues um talk to me so coming towards the end now like do you think more yeah. help is needed for athletes footballers when it comes to approaching life after football so to speak um well yes is obviously going to be the answer um of course so like we've just discussed obviously from when I was playing it was almost seen as a negative to be preparing for life after football fortunately enough for me um, my parents, when I was doing my apprenticeship, encouraged me to continue at my A-levels in the event that it didn't go well. I could go to university. Lucky enough for me, I ended up having a career. Um, but yes, I think I think there needs to be almost... I'm not suggesting... Uh, I don't know the, the rules, the, how the structure in America works, where um, it's almost university alongside football. I'm not suggesting that needs to be put in place, but mm. the PFA do have a number of courses out there, but unless you're looking for it, it, it it's not out there. I think players need to be encouraged to plan for life after playing, whether that's educational-wise or starting a business. But um, I have players that have never looked at a pay slip, so... I think they need from I, I approached the PFA a number of times. I'd love to be that go-to company and go-to person where we can educate them about how your tax system works, how limited companies work, how ISA and planning after investments, that all works for life after playing. So that's one side of it. But as I said, there's the other side of it where the players need to have a drive, they need to have something that they're hungry for, they need to something that's going to replace that that dark hole after retiring we see a lot of players with mental health I, a lot of my teammates I've seen have had a career and now struggle financially because their, their football salary doesn't equate what they're earning now after they finish but yeah. in summary yes there, there needs to be more awareness of um, planning financially and the educational side of it there needs to be a pathway where players can whether it's coaching Companies like mine, if a player wants to go into finance, embrace these sorts of companies where players can come and learn and, pl and, and continue their career whilst they're fulfilling a career. Um, th there's so much that can be done. But I think the PFA are trying, but it's just such a big problem in football because I think, we, as I said earlier on, footballers want to play football. 
hoping yeah. for it comes to an end at some point. Absolutely, yeah. Have you got any advice that you'd give to kind of any athlete, any footballers, uh, let's say, that may be approaching the end of their career or maybe just at the start or, or in the middle? What what advice would you give with regards to focusing on life after sport? It depends. It, it's difficult because if you've got a player at 18, I wouldn't be encouraging them to sort of spend too much of the time. You only get one career and I'm not mm-hmm. suggesting that players should not put everything into football. But like I said earlier on, almost that pressure of not having to have that problem for when you finish, that that weight off your shoulders might actually make you perform better. Mm-hmm. Um, any player sort of under 25, I would... I would get a financial plan in place, get a financial education in place, something, sort of company like ours where, yes, you know that your affairs are taken care of, but also the company's going to educate you. I'd get some sort of education put in place, whether that's um, university alongside your your, qualific- your football career or whether it's home study or whether it's start a business, put, put something in place. And probably at the, if you are coming towards the end of your career, it's not, it's not too late. Um, you can still put these things in place. As I yeah. said, I finished quite late. Uh, well, I went part-time when I was 28, which is quite late. I didn't really have a financial plan to now well, having an ACL in April forcing me to retire. I went quite quickly to having an education, owning my own business. I'm still learning every day. Um, having a financial structured plan in place. Um I'm now in a comfortable position where it allows me to, I probably should enjoy my life more, but I'd, I'd hate to be in a position where I didn't have a drive. I, didn't have a, I think that's one of the things, sorry, I find a passion, find something that's going to replace that football career. And there is things out there, you've just got to find it and put everything into it. Like we said earlier on in the call, use them skills that you've used in your career, have a sort of never die attitude, just keep moving forward, find something, educate yourself on it and put a financial place in, um, plan in place. Awesome, mate. Um, really appreciate your time today. I know you're a busy guy, so I really enjoyed the chat. And uh, yeah, hopefully things will obviously continue to, to move in the right direction for your business and yourself. Yeah. Um, just, I just want to obviously um, just let everyone know the name of the company again and, and where we can find you on the social. Uh, yes, yeah, so we're called Kaizen Sports. We obviously got our website, kaizensports.co.uk. Um, my social media is Jack. Jack McCreth, Kaizen Sports, just at Kaizen Sports. Give us a follow. We do a lot of educational videos. If you need any advice or you're just interested in sort of a small consultation, our team are obviously regularly having chats with footballers. Even if it's just to sort of settle your head about some of your positions, definitely get in touch. I always say every footballer should have a good financial advisor, a good agent and a good accountant and a plan in place. And I think we can tick a couple of them boxes for you. Brilliant. Good stuff, mate. Keep it up. Uh, I'll be keeping an eye out again. Appreciate your time and uh, yeah, speak soon. Perfect. Thanks very much. Speak to you soon. Thanks, mate. See ya.